The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing page optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And today we're continuing our series of interviews with thought leaders in the industry. But instead I decided to invite my friend Bill Leak over to chat with us. How are you, Bill? I'm I'm fine and and uh, yeah, I'm sorry we couldn't get any thought leaders on such short notice. So you guys are stuck with me. You know, we do what we can. Uh, Bill, a firm for those of you that don't know, is the CEO of Apogee Results. They are a search engine marketing firm that has a, a strong conversion bent and you know the kind of what I wanted to chat about today, Bill, is kind of the connection between pay-per-click marketing and landing page optimization. So just going to throw it open real wide at first. Uh, where does it fit into the big scheme of things? How important is it? Uh, well, I mean, for some folks, it's not at all important because they're they're not doing nor are they going to do any pay-per-click. Um, however, once you get beyond heuristic and and qualitative type LPO efforts, and you actually want to get into quantitative uh, landing page optimization. It's it's you know pay per click and email are really the only two ways of doing it where you're setting a control data set. And I can go well, into detail on that when and if necessary. Yeah, so that's a, that's a pretty geeky way of saying you, you control the traffic sources, right? Mr. Data Absolutely. Set. I mean, one, well, if you're doing a multivariate test or even an A/B test. The big assumption, you know, many of us may remember back in geometry where we're doing all these proofs and you start out a proof with uh, with some assumptions. The big assumption anytime you're doing a test is that you're not changing the types and character of the people coming in for the test. And right, so you need to create a control set. Okay, so you're basically drawing from the same population of people. But, well, okay, let me question that assumption since we're on the subject. Uh, I mean, pay-per-click campaigns aren't really static. A, a landing page test may run over a week or a month or something like that. Uh, but, I mean, we're always tweaking bids and the mix of keywords and other stuff. How much tweaking is too much during a pay-per-click test of a landing page? Well, in, in an ideal world, you're constructing – tests and a test environment where you're not only testing and think of a multivariate test where you might be moving elements around on a form in an ideal world it's not just two-dimensionally or three-dimensionally moving out of form you're also testing ad copy as one of the elements of that test that being said in if you're trying to uh, choose between one landing page and the next, you actually want a lot of the front-end elements, keywords and ad copy, to be as static as possible during the course okay, so of the test until you get... Basically, there's there's two ways to do tests involving kind of the upstream pay-per-click campaign and the landing page. And one is, as you've alluded to, one is to basically hold the pay-per-click campaign unchanged and change your landing page. And the other is to change both the pay-per-click campaign and the landing page at the same time in a multivariate test. 
Correct. I mean, the ideal way would be to reach upstream, embrace it, encompass it, and roll it into the test plan. But, but as part and parcel of the test plan, the next best alternative is hold it entirely static or mostly static. The worst thing is to be changing a bunch of things around on paid search that's disconnected from changing a bunch of things around on the landing page because you've just screwed up your landing page test. It's a garbage in, garbage out at that point because you've messed yeah. up all the data and it's no longer clean. Okay, well, let's take a step back from testing for a moment if we can. And, and there's a lot of things that uh, you can do that it just kind of falls under the category of best practices. So when you're uh, preparing a new pay-per-click campaign, how do you align the landing page with what's happening upstream? Well, first, first you look and see what you've got to work with. So if you don't have... Uh, a content creation budget at the beginning of a paid search campaign, you're basically looking at all of the assets that you have available, uh, the main website, uh, various microsites, uh, sometimes even third-party uh, uh, wins out there, press wins. You're looking at all the various content platforms and saying, for this set of keywords, where do we think we're going to have the best response from a consumer perspective? And if you've got any ability to change things, kind of the next level, if everything's frozen, you're kind of stuck with what's our, what already exists. The next level of complexity in setting up a paid search campaign is looking out and saying, well, maybe I can make some small changes. If I can add a form here or add a field or take away a field of a form. The, you know, the ideal environment is where you've got a budget to say, we think we can go out and create completely new landing pages that are going to help a certain keyword set have the appropriate responses, and maybe it was a keyword set that never worked before because the content wasn't there or the right landing page wasn't there. So some of it is on the front end, and, and not enough not enough people doing paid search do this on the front end of a gig. They're just trying to get the paid search budget, is work with the client to say, you know, maybe maybe you should take some of this website into the shop and get it fixed before you increase the paid search budget or or before we let let go on this set of keywords because rapidly any any paid search manager worth their salt is rapidly going to start butting their head against uh, the landing page and say we need improvements here we've plateaued and we need to encompass the landing pages and other web properties into the campaign and get a culture of continuous improvement. Paid search is no longer that exciting if you're just managing keywords and ad copy. Heck, they're tools that get you the 90% of that. Okay, so it really takes a little bit of brains and uh, figuring out, you know, like you say, constant flow of ideas for what to change, what to test, uh, what to improve, most of that having to do with the landing page side. The landing page and the integration of landing pages and ad copy and keywords and thinking through, I, I would say, you know, when you look at a at a um, at a, a conversion daisy chain, it really is almost a supply chain. You know, that sales and marketing integrated funnel. Uh, so, you, so it's not it's not entirely click through rate. It's not entirely click to form rate. Uh, the other question to ask a lot of uh, a lot of folks is, what happens post form? Sometimes the right answer, I mean, here's, here's kind of a wrinkle, but sometimes the right answer with a landing page is let's decrease the conversion rate but double the quality. So the, other, so the other measure is figuring out where's the business pain for the client? Is, is, is it the quantity of leads? Is it the cost of leads? Is it the quality of leads? 
Okay, so, so it sounds like you you take a pretty strategic approach, and instead of being stuck in a here's uh, my little PPC silo, I want to kind of get the biggest value for the client or the business that I can. Well, you know that works for some folks. You know, if, if you're an affiliate marketer and uh, there's not much of an accountability loop beyond a one-off kind of cost perform, and it gets blended into someone else's stew of a bunch of other forms, and you know the goal is to get me as many forms as you can at the cheapest uh, CPM you can, or cost perform, then you're not really focused on that. But if you're focused on keeping a sales force happy. Uh, or you're focused on generating enough shopping cart transactions that have the appropriate lifetime value of customer uh, behavior, then you have to be a little bit more strategic. So not everyone has to be strategic. If you don't have to be strategic, I'm jealous. <laughs> well, it's, but it sounds like, I mean, there's certain clients, I mean, since we're talking again from an agency perspective in your case, that are kind of more open to business strategy advice and others that just kind of look at you as a, as a technical uh, link in their, in their online marketing that needs filling. Would that be fair to say? Who can you help the most? Well, I think if you earn the right uh, as, to be a strategic participant at the table, you can help them the most. A lot of our industry does have uh, the problem. We've got this with some of our clients where we are just viewed as the lawnmowers. You know, we show up and we mow the pay-per-click lawn, or we show up and we mow the uh, uh, the SEO lawn, and it's incumbent upon service providers to earn that strategic seat at the table. I was just telling someone at lunch today that, you know, one of the challenges in our industry is sometimes we'll pop our mouth open and offer, you know, stock-picking advice, and the client says, wait, you're my lawnmower. <laughs> you know, and, and so there's that disconnect, and that's, that really is an industry challenge. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, what, what the heck is my gardener doing giving me stock advice? And so you kind of have to earn that strategic seat. But if you have it, you know, oftentimes you get a three- or four-fold improvement in actual ROIs. If, if you don't get that, at least you get um, – you start getting the political capital within the client to make the changes that need to happen to get you to the next spot. And that's really a pain point for a lot of us, both in-house and outsourced, is that we just keep hitting blockages to improvement. And you don't get those blockages removed until you've earned a strategic seat at the table before a decision maker who has both power and budget will move them for you. No, Well, very good. Thank you, Bill. We're going to take a little break for uh, our sponsors here. And when we come back, uh, I don't even know if I want to open this can of worms, but... uh, I want to find out more about your recent goat milking experience. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. More LPO, Landing Page Optimization, in just a moment. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. 
PRWeb, the premier online news release and content distribution service. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEO Fox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you aren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. Jim Hedger and Dave Davies bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Webcology. Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And today I'm continuing uh, my interview series with Bill Leak from Apogee Results. Bill? I know you're in Austin, and that's a somewhat rural kind of Texas place, but what the hell are you doing milking goats? Well, I did take my boots off right before we, we did this call, so I'm, I'm, I'm now, now sitting barefoot. So Austin is kind of a, a strange place. Of, of uh, Keep it weird, buddy. Uh, Keep it all weird. Kinds, yeah, all kinds of cultures coming together. Well, I, lear- I learned a lot from the goat milking. It's, it's kind of hard work, and there's a process associated with it. And, yeah, the first thing you have to do is you have to clean the udders. And I guess that's... <laughs> Well, you you don't want hair in your milk, you know, and you don't want uh, you don't want germs in your milk. So you got to clean the udders, and I, I guess that's akin to an LPO test, which is you know kind of spend some time planning, spend some well, time getting also, the hair out of your milk. Uh, sounds like your client's typical working experience with you as well. A lot of work for not much pleasure. That's what you're saying, huh? <laughs> well, this, this Sorry, was a good go. I don't know if it was. It, it may not have been pleasured, but it was at least patient. <laughs> uh, you know, I can't take that any further. This is a PG-rated show. So uh, with community standards being what they are, let's get back to talking about uh, a seat at the table. And one of the things I hear a lot is basically that um, if you're seen as a technical specialist, you're going to be interacting with the you know, a search marketing manager at a company or basically just stuck at uh, at a tactical level instead of having that, that business level. So how do you... Have you ever successfully worked your way up the food chain and said, "Look, I'm I'm talking about business here and money, and uh, we got to get out of this this silo that we're in"? How do you do that? 
some of it depends on the client. I mean, there are some clients that if you start off as their link building monkey or their paid search gardener, you're mentally in that box, and they wouldn't know why anyone in paid search would know anything about display ads. Uh, there are other clients where you have to prove yourself, uh, earn, you know, earn your keep doing something small, do it trustworthy, and earn your way up. Um, sometimes the new clients are the easiest, where you just go on the front end and you really just set expectations and you let them know that integrated marketing works best. And if you're doing an LPO test, you really need to know their editorial calendar for their email blasts if they're also using those landing pages as email conversion pages. I can't tell you the number of times uh, we've, had, we've been running a test and you know, there's a different part of the firm of our client that, that likes those landing pages too, and they're one of the pages that's included, and they drop 100,000 emails, and, or, and, you know, that kind of messes up uh, our staff. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. Yeah, so, yeah, we were talking so, about kind so, of drawing from that same controlled environment and population, and, yeah, you bring up a great point. You really want to keep contamination away and keep make sure that the mix doesn't change. So if you're going to do email drops, either buffer around them, you know, just kind of take that slice of data out, uh, or better yet, just direct them to another page because email is very controllable. You can decide exactly where very to send that traffic. Yeah. Heck, I'm surprised there's not a whole, uh, uh, you know, book on, on LPO specifically for email. Um, but in any event, uh, one, of, one of the things we try to do with, with, uh, with folks that I think helps earn that seat at the table is we ask them what else do they do in marketing? What else do they do in online marketing? Uh, could, we, could we see those PowerPoints? Could we understand, you know, what our client contacts boss's boss reports on a weekly, monthly, quarterly basis? What's that single box within that PowerPoint that we're responsible for and what are the other things that it integrates with. And almost invariably, if you get a window into a broader marketing plan and you have half a creative bone in your body, you're going to think of better ways to run your little piece of the orchestra. And so, okay, so you know, so much of all – you go ahead. Yeah, so just uh, basically it sounds like, you, you know, you want to – yeah, like you say, uh, do it from their perspective or practice the golden rule. Is see what they're accountable for, what their bonuses depend on, and then tie into that as much as possible. Absolutely. And 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 what else are you doing? Where can you lean into them? I mean, in a lot of cases, they're doing some other stuff. You know, there are other parts of the firm that are doing great things that that if we only knew that they existed, once we find out about it, we go, gosh, that's great content. We could reuse that. Oh wow! You, you did that white paper, or you did that webinar, or or you paid that ad agency how much two years ago for a trade show demo? Well, I'm sorry you paid them that much, but maybe we can recycle it, and it'd be great lead bait. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sometimes it's just kind of diving through what they thought was their dumpster, and there's great well, stuff in there. Uh, so here you have it: uh, goat milking and dumpster diving on the same episode <laughs> of LPO. Uh, so let's let's talk about a little bit about kind of just the, that interface between the pay-per-click campaign and the landing page. How do we create continuity? How do we keep the information set from the ad that they saw, those that forty characters per line, uh, mm -hmm. to the landing page? Uh, what are some kind of common tips or techniques that you use for aligning those two? Well, the common heuristic or best practice is to recycle the keyword or key phrase they searched on as much as possible into the ad copy 
which you can do through uh, AdWords Editor, and then recycle that into the title tag of the uh, landing page and maybe have that keyword once or twice prominently in the landing page. So you're you're basically leaving little breadcrumbs that have little happiness jolts through the searcher where they searched for something and then lo and behold they found it in the ad copy and then lo and behold they find it again on the landing page. And that's sort of a general good best practice that can be algorithmically driven through things uh, to some degree. Where that falls short is if everybody else is doing it. If you're selling shoes and all of a sudden everybody's got, you know, red women's shoes and that's the, because that's the keyword everyone's bidding on and everybody's ad has that as a headline. How do you stand out from that? Is there a contrarian strategy you can use? Absolutely, Tim. And that's a great thing because at some point in industries when they get competitive enough, everybody runs out and buys Google AdWords for dummies and all the ads look alike. Um, and, and, and we've seen some interesting contrarian strategies. One of, one of the fun ones that we did at one point was uh, a uh, B2C e-com store that was a vacuum superstore. So they actually had, were reasonably price competitive and selling all kinds of makes and models of vacuums. And when the space got crowded enough on a particular vacuum model that everybody had the model and everybody had a price and everybody had free shipping, uh, we kept some of the price and shipping data, but for the title, we were the one that had a totally different keyword, and, and we uh, we actually used the uh, the phrase, we suck more. <laughs> well, that'll certainly get your attention. And one of the things that we do is our, our uh, via GoToMeeting, our online express reviews of landing pages, and the tag phrase we use is, your baby is ugly. Uh, no, on its face has nothing to do with landing pages, but it certainly stands out from the crowd. Well, good. We're going to take another break for our uh, commercial sponsors, and we'll be right back in a couple of minutes with uh, LPO Landing Page Optimization. More LPO Landing Page Optimization in just a moment. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the Internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects need an average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. 
And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. The Jerry Abrams Show, Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Entertainment Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And I'm here talking with Bill Leak, the CEO of Apogee Results. Had a far-ranging conversation covering a, a variety of, of very homespun Austin topics. No, just kidding. Um, no, Austin is very progressive. Love Austin. Been there. Um, have some really close friends there. And, and, uh, and no Bill as well. Just joking, Bill. Uh, let's, let's talk about another topic um, that kind of ties into the PPC campaigns, and that is um, – a lot of times we get pretty granular in our PPC campaigns and we have a lot of different keyword ad groups and the best practices I've heard basically say have as many ad groups as possible with just a handful of words each or for your important words, maybe even just one word per ad group. So how do you align having lots and lots of ad groups with landing pages? I mean, do you just send it all to one identical page? You know, the unhelpful answer, in, in my opinion to that, Tim, is it depends uh, on a variety <laughs> of factors. It depends on, it depends on how many resources you have. Um, in, in many cases, if you have elements of your landing pages that are programmatically determined, just like an e-commerce shopping cart where pages are generated on the fly for each SKU, each, each uh, product, you could have a landing page that is 90% similar and 10% different, it's varying based on ad group. So there are ways to programmatically address some of that. Uh, in general, as a, as a general best practice rule, more landing pages is better than fewer, but there's a balancing act there. At some points you have so many that you're dealing with complexity issues, and the cost of the complexity outweighs that extra incremental conversion bump. Yeah, so basically I don't think I a, helpfully answered your question, but it's, it's no, a balance. No, I, I, I think you did. I mean, basically what I hear you saying is that, first of all, if at all possible, maintain your landing pages in a content management system where you can use a, a template and then just make a whole bunch of copies with a slightly tweaked titles or an image change or something like that. And that makes it a lot easier. And then if there's a point of diminishing returns for your really tiny ad groups or with low traffic, it just may not be worth it to clone off and even make another landing page. That's uh, I think that's that's better put than I put it, and 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 actually that raises a I think a very salient point, and that a lot of marketing departments can sometimes be frustrated by the content management system that IT has foisted on them, and they will build landing pages or microsites as standalones, and before they know it, they've got a whole bunch of them sitting out there, with kind of no easy ability to manage them. And so if you're going to be building more than a few landing pages, you should always build them in some sort of CMS system, even if it's just a WordPress or Drupal. Yeah, so and there, there are some, some excellent kind of ones yeah, out there that are specifically designed for multiple landing pages, for uh, geo-targeting landing pages and getting all the SEO benefits of that. Uh, one that comes to mind is uh, Mosquito Interactive. They have a fantastic uh, CMS for, for that, which uh, also they're integrating our 
tuning uh, engine into it right now, so you can do multivariate testing on top of it. So I, there's there's you know just in the last couple of years, a lot of more nimble, marketing oriented kind of CMSs out there. Uh, we've struggled a bit with Joomla internally with a lot of our sites. Uh, not sure that would be my first choice. It, it's it's a developer friendly one. It's it's uh, and and you know it's got some legs, but it's probably one of the less marketing friendly ones. Yeah, and and that's an important distinction you make because like you you were talking about IT and marketing, and I just kind of want to uh, wrap up on this note. Is let's talk about. Um, how this stuff actually gets used. Basically, from my perspective, marketers need things really, really easy for them to be able to do it in-house and ideally not involving IT at all, other than maybe setting up the CMS in the first place. So what are your thoughts on that? You know, marketing and IT in an ideal world would be best buddies, but the way they're set up, uh, marketing is typically more tightly attached to revenue centers. IT is viewed as a cost center. Uh, marketing wants things fast and wants things easy. Uh, IT wants things with a thorough process and wants to also figure out how to have things be scheduled and cheap. And so that there there is a little bit of an inherent tension there. And we have clients that are forced to do everything through IT, and they may only need a half day of IT time, but they can't get it for six months. And right, so when right. those kinds of things happen, there become becomes a lot of pressure for marketing to do end runs around IT. There are whole industries that have sprung up. You could argue that rental marketing automation tool as a SaaS thing is really just a way for marketing to do an end run around IT. Yeah, yeah, just go off the reservation and have your own little thing going off on the side and and uh, build your marketing program on top of that to get the responsiveness you need. So should should people do that? I mean, I know it's a political animal, you know, it's a political question, but um what is the cost of going too slowly and adhering to that kind of uh scheduled IT type of process? Is it worth it to go off the reservation? Uh, well, you know, here's here's the challenge. The cost of going too slowly is is, is often either your job uh, or your company loses and your job goes away, you know, eventually. So the the challenge I would I would say is how do you go off the reservation but do it intelligently so when IT catches up, uh, there's at least a rational migration path back on. Okay, so you can kind of. Get off the bus, but at some point you're going to have to hop back on the bus at the, on the next. At one. some point you're going to oh, like there's this whole ratings and reviews industry right now where people are paying lots of money to rate uh, to rent a software as a service that's basically a hosted CMS system for ratings and reviews. Despite the fact that almost everybody's shopping cart has a little dongle on it that if you turn it on allows for reviews. So when you look at the Internet Retailer 500, a lot of them are renting ratings and reviews from somebody else as a provision service. That was because marketing needed to do an end run around IT. Down the road, that stuff might migrate back on the reservation. So one of the things that you would do, and, and reviews can be a great conversion tool, and great for LPOs, by the way. One of the things you might look at is, can I move these reviews at some point back onto the reservation? And that becomes one of the things on the vendor selection questionnaire when you start with the SaaS service. Now, down the road, it might be five years down the road, but at least you've covered your rear end in the meeting with IT by saying, when you guys catch up, look, here, the data's not in the lockbox. You can have it back. Yep. Okay, perfect. Well, Bill, that's that's a lot of solid stuff you, you shot our way. I'm afraid we're coming to 
the close of our time here. I appreciate being on the show. Uh, I know that you're going to be speaking at the upcoming Conversion Conference Day in San Francisco on August 19th, and I'm hoping you'll also join us first week of October at Conversion Conference East in D.C. Are there any other upcoming shows that you'll be speaking at or webinars that our audience should know about? Uh, well, there's the right now the uh, the online marketing regional summit is worth checking out. They they go show up in a whole bunch of towns around the country, uh, and also the uh, the integrated marketing summit. There are fewer of those, but they every couple of months show up in a different town. Uh, so the online marketing summit next week is doing its Texas tour. Uh, I think the integrated marketing summits in Denver. Of course, SES in October. Uh, SES has decided uh, smartly to schedule themselves in, in conjunction with the Conversion Conference in, in August and uh, recommend that people check that out as well. Well, well terrific. So, yeah, a uh, shout-out for Online Marketing Summit OMS. They have, a, like as, uh, Bill said, a 23-city tour. And so next week, just to clarify, is when the show will air. So. You're going to hear this show on Monday, and that's when it's going to be doing its Texas swing. And I assume, Bill, you're going to be a part of that. I, I will indeed. I'll be in uh, Dallas, uh, Houston, Austin, and Denver next week uh, in conjunction with online events. And then there's a slight chance I'll actually be in Branson, Missouri. So no goats for me uh, the week of the 19th. <laughs> well, uh, Austin, keep it weird and keep it goat-free. And on that note, I'm going to thank uh, my guest, Bill Leak, again, and uh, sign off with another um, very uh, animalistic edition of LPO, Landing Page Optimization. 